Well, welcome back to the Masterpiece Women podcast. This is Tina Raines, and I'm your host and the founder of Masterpiece Women, and I'm so excited to be with you here today with Dr. Andrea Hazim. Welcome, Andrea. Hi. <laughs> so, so we are going to talk today about relationships, and more exclusively, we really want to hit today about how important relationships are and how really embracing other people's differences is so important because none of us are the same. And if we can learn to understand people better, then it improves all of our relationships, both personally, professionally, in the world. And so I'm so excited to have you here today. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So let's talk first. I'd love for those who don't know you to, for you to introduce yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Uh, but don't tell them everything because it's really long. Give them the synopsis <laughs> of it. <laughs> she does a lot of good stuff, guys. <laughs> Who I am first and foremost is a daughter of the king. I love to say that. Amen. See the crown? There's like a virtual crown right here. Exactly. Uh, I'm a wife of Dr. Jeff. My husband and I are both chiropractors and nutritionists. We have three sons, 18, 21, and 23. And um, currently, I run Elevate Life Educational Foundation that I started in 2015. That has been a joy and really sprung out of seeing a need that I wish was filled in my life, <coughs> excuse me, and wanting to meet that need for younger generations. And now we're working with all generations. So, yeah. I love that. So I just have to give you a plug, Andrea, because... I had the privilege of being able to speak at your leadership conference this summer for the youth. And I was blown away. I left there, guys saying, I want to be more of a part of this next year. It was incredible watching the transformation and just hearing the stories because the kids were sharing their stories of transformation was absolutely incredible. And so um, Andrea, I mean, she's my girlfriend, so I call her Andrea, but she is Dr. Hazim. Um, she has these new programs. It's a monthly um, Elevate Life Night, right? You're calling them Elevate Nights? Elevate Life Nights. Yeah. Yes. And I went to the first one and it was talking about personalities. And I would love for you to share, like, what prompted you to start these in addition to these conferences that you're doing once a year? Well, thank you for mentioning the team training that I've been doing, and that has been a love, and um, I actually have the card here. We'll put it in the show notes, but you can see the team. We had, how many students did we have last year? 56 students. I and, love it. And about, about 25 staff, and we're just filling them with tools for personal growth and development so they can become mature emotionally and spiritually, and every on the last day we have an awards ceremony every year this is what i hear tina when are you going to do this for adults like well <laughs> i'm called to train up the young people there's things you could go to for that but every year when are you going to do this for adults i said you know what god had impressed on my heart early this year in january so it's been almost a year the scripture it's two times in the bible in um, malachi and in james where he says to turn the hearts of the parents to the children mm. and turn the children to the parents and bridging that gap. And 
I think now more than ever, especially with isolation from COVID and social media distractions, people are just, there's a disconnect, especially between generations, especially. And we all really suffer from the same problems. It's a breakdown in relationship and communication because we don't have tools. And I could go on and on about my story with my mom, which I know we'll get into further in the podcast, but truly it was because if my mom and I had this when I was younger, we would have had a completely different relationship. You know, it was interesting because when I, when I went to the um, evening recently, and I have actually studied a lot about personalities. As a matter of fact, when I led the climb on Mount Kilimanjaro, I think I told you, I made every single one of the climbers do the love languages. And they kind of looked at me funny, like, why are you making us do love languages as we're about to hike up Mount Kilimanjaro? I'm like, because if you understand your tent mate and what is their love language, when they're struggling, you can meet that need. And it's like that in any relationship you have, right? If we understand the other person, but I find in society now and in relationships, even parents and children, we're not taking the time to understand the other individual and we're just, this is what I think it should be like. And one of the things you talked about, you talked about a little bit about your mother, and I do want you to share that story, but you also talked about your son and how his personality was more like a turtle. And I think I shared with you, I went to visit my grandchildren and I adore being Mimi. Like there's nothing makes me happier when they go Mimi, Mimi, Mimi. And um, my granddaughter was just playing and she wanted to put on her princess thing and we had to get going. I'm like, honey, chop, chop. And the kids are like, Mimi, what does chop, chop mean? I'm like, that means come on, come on, come on. And it was my personality. And instantly I thought about what you said. And I always thought I appreciated my grandchildren anyway, because it's different with your grandchildren. You don't have as high of expectations. You kind of let them be a little bit more themselves than you do your own kids. But I thought, man, if I'd had that tool with my kids and appreciated their, their personalities a little bit more, I probably would have been a better mommy back then. So I don't ever live with regrets. I've already asked my kids to forgive me for anything I did intentionally or unintentionally, but it was valuable because I was with my granddaughter and she's a, she goes to a different pace. And I thought, you know what? Embrace that pace. Get her up a few minutes earlier the next day. Let her just enjoy. Don't rush her so much. Let her enjoy the morning. And I thought, okay, thank you, Dr. Hazim. That was such a valuable reminder of how important it is to embrace people's personalities just the way they are. God created us. Yeah, a few things you said really like uh, rang a little bell when you said that if people took the time and you know, time is one thing, but a tool is another. And if yeah. you can make together, now you're really talking about impact. Amen. You know, I could sit down for hours and take the time and not know where to start. Right. And I know, you know in my 20s, I took myself to counseling to try to understand my mother because I saw her having such hatred and unforgiveness and I didn't want to be that way. And I was a young believer and I felt the process was very frustrating for me. You know, it was expensive. You sit there for an hour. You're with the therapist. By the time you warm up, the hour's over. I yeah. wanted to like keep going and dig in. Then when I started going to conferences for communication and leadership that were like experiential learning and you got a tool and you used it, I was like, this is what works for me. 
So that's why I feel like time is great, but we need to have a tool, something that we here's like, you want to build a house, you need a toolbox. And when you were talking about personality and even the, the, that you, the wisdom that you had to do the love languages, really what you were saying is you want people to know each other's DNA. Yep. And there's, to our personality, to our communication style, to love languages, lots of parts of DNA. You know 100%. I mean? It yeah. all comes together. And if we take the time to understand the people and just appreciate, appreciate the differences. And I find in my marital relationship and my children's relationship, if I will take the time to look at the individuals I'm in relationship with and just stop take a moment and just appreciate them for their diversity, for their differences. Then I appreciate the things that aren't the same as mine. And, you know, even my husband, I do that with him now. If something, you know, I might get frustrated, which none of us on this ever get frustrated with our spouses, right? Never. (laughs) Never. But when I do, I try to remind myself with gratitude, 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 you know, because he is different. If I'm grateful for it, it changes my whole being. If I focus on what I'm not liking in that moment, forget it. I'll go on a bunny trail and just run and be frustrated and it ruins my day. And so it's as valuable for them as it is for ourselves. Well, have you heard what you resist persists? Exactly. When you think about those things that we're in resistance to, we just, it's a slippery slope into, re, into um, um, kind of revenge in a way. I was going to say, like, it goes into revenge. Yes. <laughs> it goes into revenge. Um, another thing that you said earlier was about getting to know your grandchild and the speed. Well, another thing that you learn when you get some of these tools to learn people's DNA is it's speed is one thing. Then there's also, well, somebody may be a task oriented person and someone else is a people person. Like for me, my son will stop anything for his best friend to be there for the friend, to listen to the friend, where I'm more like task. And, you know, so if I'm in the middle of something, let's say like I've had to learn how to be very intentional with this. Like, for example, my dad, you know, he's a senior citizen. I have to cherish every moment I have with him and he'll come walking in. Could be 10 a.m. It could be 5 p.m. No rhyme or reason. No call. I'm coming. He'll just come, which I've welcomed him to do that. But I may be in the middle of something and I'm like, oh, hmm. and I hate that I feel that way, but I will intentionally say, walk away from your computer right now. Walk away, put your phone down right now. Go greet him, hug him, say, how is your day, dad? You want a drink? Are you hungry? Whip out something for him to eat. We're Italian. It's always about food. And he just is so happy. It takes 10 minutes. He's like, well, I kissed you. I hugged you. I did what I had to do. Got to go. And that's it. He's out as quick as he was in. And why does it take like, because I'm a task oriented person, mm-hmm. you know, and understanding each other, we can make room for each other. Amen. You know? We're not going chop, chop, hurry up, dad. I got 10 minutes. I got to get back on there. <laughs> right. Exactly. <I> <laughs> I'm a little bit like you. I can feel your pain there a little bit, like, just a wee bit. But there's another tool I would love to share. Um, and it's actually part of the tall trees, which I know you had the creator, Hetty. It Wasn't she amazing? 
She is amazing. Right? I love her. Those of you who didn't hear her podcast, definitely go back and watch it yeah. as well. <laughs> Hetty's a dear friend of mine. We climbed Mount Kilimanjaro the first time together, and that's how we just became such great friends. And she's spoken over the years at many of my conferences. And I just, she is that's a wealth so- of knowledge. Yeah. I met her, Tina, at the conference. Yeah. It was amazing. And watching her tell, about what personality type training did in her life with her daughter was watching my story with my son. And if my mom was alive, she would have said her story with me. One of the things that in the report when you do the tall trees is this tool called the appreciation tree. It's so powerful. It's one of the things you heard me talk about at Relationships Matter Night. We go from judging, whether we want to admit it or not, to knowing, understanding, respecting, accepting, and then appreciating. Mm. There's worlds away from judging to appreciating and yeah. accepting. I'm going to read you some of the, like just the tagline question. So there's like a little chart. So in judging, what you're saying to somebody is what's wrong with you? What is, what's your problem? And do you often think about our tone? We may not even say what's wrong with you. But the way we ask a question, and I have caught myself say, I'm a, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean like that. But that was just kind of what I was thinking without saying it out loud. But the tone inferred it just like that. It was terrible. I just did that recently. I was like. Fun language too, Tina. Like rolling the eye. 100%. Whatever, whatever we do, right? And Oh yeah, so my mom used to want to smack me for rolling my eyes. So, and then you can go to know it. So first I'm judging you, what is wrong with you? Then I could get a little bit more of emotional intelligence and say, all right, well, okay. So I know you're different than me. Get it. I get it. You're an apple. I'm a pear. We're different. I get it. I know that. I know it in my mind, but I'm nowhere near accepting or appreciating. The next is understanding like, oh, I understand why you're different. You have a different love language. You're a task, not person, like all the things. You're starting to see their DNA. You're understanding them. Still doesn't mean you like it. Then you get to respect. Okay. You're allowed to be different. Okay. We live in this house. We share a house, maybe a bed. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's in your case with my son. I get it. I'm going to respect you. You're allowed to be you. They still can get the body language and still feel that you're, it's not your favorite flavor. They get it. Then you get to accepting your uniqueness is valuable. Wow. It's like, remember when you were little and you would get the crayon box, like the, the 64 and it had the cray, the sharpener in the back. And it was like, oh my gosh, wow. I got this new thing of crayons. It was amazing. And I just it was doing that. Were you like me? Like I would put all the pink cues together. I put all the blue, I would color code them. Did you do no. that? <laughs> no. <laughs> The one thing that you may not realize about me is I'm a go-getter. I'm a driver, but I am not an organizer. I mean, it takes a lot for me to stay organized. Anyone that knows me knows that. I Organization, that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> the world, all trees. Um, I'm a, Tina and I are both the palm tree, the life of the party, the fun, you know, just out there, courageous. Don't think about things not working out. Just go for it. 
But then, you know, you have a work profile, a social profile, and a life view. In my work, I have the box. So I do have that organization. If you see my closet, color coordinated, you open my drawers, everything's but I'm a great you know, delegator. I, still- I always had a housekeeper that kept all my drawers perfect because I love that. <laughs> I'm a great delegator, but don't ask me to do it myself. <laughs> so accepting, I'm going to say, okay, so we respect you're allowed to be different. Then we get to accepting. I want to accept you. I'm going to accept your differences. Okay. Your uniqueness is valuable. Like those other colors in the box. Yeah. If I want to do a masterpiece, I can't do it without all the colors. They're all exactly. Valuable. And how amazing would our world be? Not only our homes and our intimate relationships and our mother, you know, our children with our children, our grandchildren, our families, but think about in this world. And this is what I hope all of you take away from this podcast. If you don't take a single other thing away, is that if we can accept that we are different than other people. And love, love, love people the way they are. Doesn't mean we agree with them. There's a lot of people in this world I do not agree with. I don't agree with their politics. I don't agree with their social ideas. I don't agree with other things. But I do not disrespect them and I do not treat them badly because I don't agree with them. And so I'm going to challenge anybody on this podcast that is listening today to really change, shift your brain and start thinking about others first. God tells us to think about others first. God tells us to love, 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 love. And we talked about that this weekend at our Master Pete Women's Retreat a little bit because that is how we bear much fruit, right? Staying connected to the vine. If we're connected to the vine, we're gonna love. We're gonna pour love out to the world. And so when we are judgmental and we're, ridiculing people and we're disagreeing with them about their political views publicly and trashing them because of it. I don't care what side you're on. It's not showing love. And so I know we're all up for re-election soon and different things like that. And I think we should all challenge ourselves to not be unloving. Now, I'm not saying that you don't represent your, your beliefs very strongly, but don't be mean and ugly and disrespectful. That's my two cents. <laughs> that distinction, because sometimes in certain audiences, when I say acceptance, they're like, okay, you know, what side is she on? I'm like, this is not political. We're not exactly. Some political movement of this, that, or the other, like this is talking about the appreciation tree. Okay, and we're not even done. So the last one, after accepting, you go to appreciating. Mm. When you appreciate, you say this, your uniqueness compliments me. I need you because you're different. And in the case of my son, so I'll tell you a little bit about my story with my son. I ended up having to homeschool him going into the fourth grade because at the private school he was at, they didn't like that he was on terminal speed. They thought it was, he needed to be failed school, the grade and put all these learning labels on him. Like for example, they would do these hundred math facts and then flip the paper over in 60 seconds, you know? Yeah. Remember when they're doing all their math facts? I had the same issue with my son and they thought he had a learning disability and they tested him and he was like the top one in 2% of the nation, but they were going to label him. But anyway, yes, yeah, so I get it. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But he did do everything very slow. 
So the teacher finally did accommodations where she flipped the paper in half and only gave him 50 problems because when she went over and saying, oh, look, he's failing. I said, okay, I see that he got a 49. That's an F. But how many did he get right out of the 49? Oh, all of them. Well, a 49 out of 49 is an A. So just because he didn't have the speed to do 100, you know, that's why these SATs and these kinds of standard tests, they're, what are they testing? Speed? Or are they testing like true competency? Anyway, so that's kind of where we were at. And I brought him home and homeschooled him. And out of sheer obedience to the Lord, I heard his voice so clearly say, you're going to rescue your son and you're not going to put him in this system that's going to fail him and, or, you know, and make him have all these labels and him hate himself and think he's stupid. And you know how all those lies we believe about yeah. ourselves at those ages. So I brought him home. Oh, it was so hard. It was like paint dry. Just sitting there looking at something that would have taken me 10 minutes. It took him three days. I'm not lying. 15 math problems, three days. <laughs> I had so many fears come up in me. We had to get a family therapist to help me navigate because my body language, everything about me was telling him, you're a loser. And he would have been better off in school than being around me, a homeschool mom who's like, chop, chop, like you said, or <laughs> I just do that. Like, like what's happening here? You know, like, ew, 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 ew. And then I had to have an encounter with God, literally like a major spanking from God about the tour, the, the story of the tortoise and the hare. I'm not kidding. Like, thank God that I had that revelation because I was following right in my mom's footsteps. And that kid, he would have left my house at whatever, 18, whatever age, and been like, thank God that's over. See ya. Have a nice life, mom. I wouldn't have seen my grandkids. He wouldn't have cared at all about sharing his heart with me because I saw it breaking. And I actually mm -hmm. did take um, an evaluator. And they said he was clinically depressed, not because not that was what was happening in the school. Uh, it's too long of a story, but he was recovered being homeschooled and being happy at home and feeling like he could be himself. But to a point, because here I was like kind of lording over him, like, come on, come on. He was hiding in the bathroom 40 minutes at a time, like three times a day to get away from me. No, no, I'm not kidding you. This is total transparency. And the, the, the counselor said to me one time, you know, what are your fears? I said, oh, gosh, like fears? I don't know. My husband looked at me like, he's not thinking I'm going to say anything. And all of a sudden, tears started pouring out of my face. And I was like, I just don't understand. How is he going to ever graduate school and have a wife and have a life and a career and all the things I want for him when he can't even do 15 math problems in a day? How is it going to happen? Didn't compute in my brain. And my husband's in shock. He's like, oh, I didn't know you thought that. I did never said it out loud. It was in my head. I didn't even know it was in my head. This, the, and then the guy goes, none of that's going to happen. He's an amazing young man. Oh, my God, no. That's what makes it even worse. So then I got all these tools. And, um, and I realized that he's on the opposite spectrum of the way he does life. And it's like a different color, like the color spectrum. I may be over here in these hues and he's over there in hues, hues, those hues. So when I had that encounter with God, which was about the tortoise and the hare saying how the rabbits like talks 50 miles an hour and, you know, he could 
do it all. And that, I felt like that was me. And then the turtle talking in slow motion. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And God speaking to my heart so clearly saying, oh, so you despise my creation, the turtle? How dare you? I created him and I gave mm. him mom to shepherd him. And what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm such a loser, mom. This is terrible. And then the punchline, who won the race anyway? Why do you think rabbits are so great? The turtle won. Slow and steady won. I went home and scooped him up in my arms and apologized to him. And now we speak at events. Tina, you saw. Yeah. He gets up and side by side, talk about how I repented. I said I was ignorant. A lot of parents can't say that. Yeah. A lot of and I think that's so valuable. That point that you bring up, Andrea, is that it is so powerful when we are humble and we are transparent, even with our kids, that humility of us just asking for forgiveness, you know, so often in relationships that pride sets in and even the pride, the fear of failing sets in and we don't stop. And so having that intimate relationship with God, where we're hearing him, where he can give these, you know, revealing um, words to us are so, it's so important because if you can't hear that and you don't have that relationship with him, then you could have missed out on this incredible relationship that you have with him, but also the growth that you've now had that you're now able to impart and all these tools that you learn for your family, but now you've taken it to the next level where you're an educator in that same process and you're changing lives left and right, both younger generations. So they don't ever have to walk through it and then helping to heal the ones that have already walked through it. Cause you know, let's face it. All of us as parents have failed at some place or another. And if we can learn the tools, no matter what age, we can repair some of the damage that we created, whether it's intentional or unintentional. We all create damage with our children because we're not perfect and it's okay. But that humility of coming back and saying, I am so sorry, please forgive me is so powerful for you, but also for them. Oh yeah. It gives them a voice. It does. That's part of the passion of what I'm doing through Elevate Life and the training for the TLT tomorrow's leaders today is to tell them you matter your voice matters. And again, it sprung from a place where I never felt valued. And so a little bit about my mom, um, you know, we grew up Italian, Catholic in New York. My father was an immigrant from Sicily. My mom was from two immigrants. Her mom was Italian from Sicily and her dad was from Syria. And um, up in the fifties, you know, like the sock cops and all that, you know, cute era, beautiful era, but no tools at all and they didn't have the lord and a horrible divorce a lot of resentment hatred unforgiveness bitterness and that's kind of the emotional environment i grew up in my dad talking bad about my mom my mom talking bad about my dad this bickering back and forth a lot of pride when you don't apologize and all you do is put somebody down that's just pride and then my dad got married three more times and i really started to um not respect authority and wisdom from authority which was is terrible right how do you how do you have a good when you when you don't look to people that are older to get wisdom from them but right. the two people i like i mean my grandparents they were great my aunt uncle they were great but the immediate parents i looked at my dad i'm like 
don't ever try to give me relationship advice. You're on your fourth marriage. And then my mom, you know, I was like, not going to happen. Plus my mother, very emotionally um, immature. And I don't say that as to like slaughter my mom, but just as a fact, like emotional intelligence, right? She, she was, she, you could never tell her she was wrong without having a big blow up. Like there was no conversation. It was no word, you know, calmly. It was very immature. And um, and on the more immature I got, the worse it got. Cause she would say, you think you're my mother. You talk to me like you, you're so great. I'm like, I wasn't trying to, but I was growing in ways she wasn't growing and it made it harder, you know? And yeah. she would say, I'm the mother, you're the daughter. That's never going to change. And that was just really from a place of insecurity saying, you're growing, you're becoming an adult and I need you to stay little. And the therapist at the time told me they call that emotional enmeshment. When an adult in your life, particularly your parent, will not allow you to think your own thoughts or have your own emotions. So if I didn't hate my dad, like my mother hated my dad, life didn't go well. And she wanted me to mirror her all along the way. Well, at some point, you know, you're a teenager, you're growing, you're becoming your own person. That's when I had to leave home. And she would just say very mean things. And it was all now looking back, of course, I forgive her. She passed away um, in 2012. Um, but it was sad. It was sad that she had to pass away. And honestly, I could tell you, and she even said it herself, she passed away from hatred and unforgiveness and bitterness. She got and, and before she died, she said all the wasted years. And she actually asked my father to forgive her, which That's our awesome. whole life, all she did was hate him and slaughter him verbally and expected him to show up one day and say, I'm so sorry. And she's asking him to forgive her. Yeah. In that beautiful picture, right, of redemption. And the reality is so many families are divorced now. And oftentimes you you do see so you'll have someone that's a victim in a divorce. The husband cheats on the wife or the wife cheats on the husband. And one of them is a victim. And then what happens? That victim stays so resentful, so angry, so bitter that they become actually kind of the bad guy and the perpetrator now in the divisiveness of their family and of these poor kids torn because, well, look what he did. Why are you talking to him? And Oh, I see it all the time. And so it just is so powerful. I remember one time somebody said in a, in a course that I took in um, restoring relationships, right? I believe it was, it was talking about, you know, the intentional or unintentional forgiving. And I think oftentimes that when you have become the victim and you just don't heal, you are doing such an injustice to your children. You're doing such an injustice to yourself. You end up looking like the bad guy, even though it might've been this one that destroyed the relationship or obviously it takes two in a marriage, but that one, you know, maybe that's the one that cheated, but yet you're the one that stays bitter and angry over it for all these years and destroys the kids. And, you know, and it's sad because not only do you lose a relationship, you lose your children when you become bitter like that. And then you kind of wake up one day like your mom did and went, oh, wow, all those years wasted. They could have been so different, yeah. you know? And so if anyone's on this, that's walking through a nasty divorce, I know we have a lot of women on these podcasts. I'm going to encourage you. Forgiveness is key, not just for the person, 
but it's really a gift to yourself. And I, I can't iterate right. enough how many times forgiveness is a gift you give yourself when you forgive somebody else. It truly is a gift. And God tells us to forgive as well, right? But also it's just so freeing because when you are free of resentment, free of that, you know, animosity towards somebody, you can breathe and you're at peace. You don't, it, you can't be creative when you have resentment. You can't be creative when you have resistance. You can't be creative when you want revenge. You know, any of those, you, you just don't thrive in that environment. So I encourage you that if you are walking through it, that you forgive no matter what the situation is. So, um, I'm glad that your mother in her last days was able to forgive and release that. And I'm so thankful that you're using all of that you've walked through, Andrea, and all the tools that you gained to now make, I've watched it, just make this incredible, huge impact in people's lives. So I know we're almost out of time here. I would love for you just to share one last piece of advice to the callers, to the people watching these videos. What piece of advice would you give them in relate as related to building healthy relationships? Greatest tool you have. Well, I can tell you, and it, and, and it ties in with what we're doing on our next event, um, the Elevate Life Night coming up November 6th called the Relationship DNA. One of the favorite tools my husband and I use when we're counseling, whether it's premarital or marriage or families, is something called the DNA of relationships, where you're literally exploring, like you have the person <clears throat> think of a scenario that put them in that resistance place. You know, think of that person, think of that time. What emotions come up? What feelings? Oh, I was angry. I was sad. I was lonely, whatever. Okay. Now let's talk about what comes beneath that. Because truly there's trigger behaviors that when you're feeling that way, you might act a certain way. How do you act? Well, well, I, I withdraw. I escalate. I try harder. I exaggerate. I blame, right? All this list of different behaviors. So you check off the boxes. Then what is truly behind the behavior? There's a fear there. You're actually afraid of something. And what kind of core fears could they be? Oh, I have a fear of being rejected. I have a fear of being abandoned, disconnected, a failure, helpless, defective, inadequate, inferior. See, there's always a core. And as a chiropractic nutritionist, we would talk about symptoms and the cause. You can go to the drugstore and get a cough medicine. Stop the cough. But why are you coughing? Maybe there's something in your lungs, your body's trying to get out and you need to cough and you turn off the cough. Or you know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. The, the burning and the smoke, you just clear the smoke. Like what fire? I don't see any fire. What are you talking about? It's the same thing. So this tool of identifying the core fears in your life and why you act a certain way, because maybe your spouse, so let's picture in a, in a marriage scenario. Maybe your spouse gets so annoyed when you like go in the room and shut the door. And because you're isolating, that's your trigger behavior. You act that way. If they knew your core fear and they go, oh, they're isolating because we were just in a conversation and maybe they felt invalidated. Maybe I was like, yeah, no, I don't think your opinion's right. And they went like inside and they go, I'm going to leave here and go do this. And we get mad at the behavior. Think about it even with your children. You get mad at the behavior. There's something behind the behavior, underneath the behavior. 
taking the time and getting a tool to uncover those things, it's gold. Gold Absolutely. for Absolutely. Absolutely. In one of our programs in Masterpiece Empowerment in our membership is called Masterpiece Empowerment Program. And it literally does fear and um, getting out of your comfort zone and relationships and uh, just a ton of stuff like that as well. Just like um, different tools than you have. There's so many different tools, but ladies, if you're here in South Florida, I encourage you come join Dr. Hazim on her next one. We'll have the links below. Um, If you are locally and you can't get there or you're in part of our masterpiece women membership you haven't joined yet there are a ton of tools in there from perception a lot of it's based on our perception like you said because of a fear we have because of past incidents we have you know there's so many tools in our membership as well that you can just overcome some of these things because they are so powerful to hold you back from all that god has for you and wants to do with you if you don't get past these things. And so, and when you're in relationship with people, whether it's your family or others in your business or in the community, you want to have the right tools. So I'm going to encourage everybody on this podcast, get the tools you need to thrive and to build healthy, happy relationships. So thank you, Dr. Hazim, for being with us today. It's always a pleasure having you on the Masterpiece Women podcast. Thank you for being a part of our organization and a sponsor. And I look forward to seeing you at your event. Yes. Oh, by the way, they can come on Zoom, Tina. So they don't oh, have to perfect. Be in- so the link that we have will show you how to do that as well, ladies. So all right. Uh-huh. That sounds great. Thank you again, Dr. Hazim. And we'll see you very soon. Okay. Bye. Have a great day, ladies, and make sure that you join our Masterpiece Women membership. We are going to be doing Think and Grow Rich. We're starting that this week, and it has a biblical application with it. We also have, starting next Tuesday night at 7, we're going to be doing every week how to build an online platform. So how to build an online business or ministry, because everything is online these days, and you want to have the tools that you need to go build whatever it is that God's called you to build. So join us in our membership. It's free for your first 30 days. Have a great day.